This episode of the Author Revolution podcast is sponsored by the Windhaven Witches. Nestled in the woods of Windhaven, Massachusetts, Blackwood Manor waits to unleash a dark and deadly legacy. When Autumn Blackwood shows up at Windhaven Academy, she hopes to find out what dormant powers she possesses in order to have been accepted to the elite supernatural school. Instead, an accident brings her face to face with a deadly legacy that could either save or doom them all. Fans of Kelly Armstrong, Joe Hill, and Jennifer Armentrout will love this supernatural ghost series. Head over to your favorite bookstore site now to pre-order the haunting first book, Secret Legacy, available September 15th, 2020. As authors, we often put our writing last, waiting for the opportune time when there are no distractions and we can just write. When the coronavirus pandemic first hit and kids around the world were forced into distance learning, writers everywhere went into shell shock. Works that they had in progress came to a screeching halt, partly because they were thrust into a homeschooling situation and having to work with kids in the same space can be super hard. And also partly because they themselves, writers, were reeling from the pandemic news. Let's face it, this has been a pretty unusual year. So how do you protect your writing time when you have kids running around like insane asylum inmates or the most annoying coworkers ever? That's the question we're going to be answering this week. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Imagine with me for a moment. You're sitting down in your office, a steaming hot cup of coffee is ready and waiting for you, but you are so engrossed in your writing, you haven't really given it much thought. It's your favorite time of day, whatever time of day that is for you, and you're flying through the next scene of your work in progress. In the other room, your kids are playing, laughing, and enjoying themselves. Kind of quietly. All is right in the world. Does this sound like a fantasy? Perhaps. (laughs) But it's one that you can aspire toward. Writing and having kids does not need to be mutually exclusive. You don't have to wait until your kids are older and out of the house to start writing, or wait until the wee hours of the morning, or the really late hours of night either. You can find ways to sneak writing into your day, even with kids running around the house. Whether that be for summer vacation, or through distance learning, thanks to this weird situation that we have going on this year. What makes me feel qualified to be able to tell you this? Well, I have five kids, all in the state of Minnesota, ranging from 18 right on down to five. Granted, one has moved out recently, just a couple of months ago, in fact. (laughs) So at the time of this recording, I currently only have four living with me. Yes, only four. (laughs) But if you think that 18-year-old isn't over frequently, Oh, you are adorable. Plus, I've been working from home exclusively since 2014. My youngest, like I said, is five, and he's only starting kindergarten this year. Who knows if that's going to actually mean going to an actual school, too. So even with school in session on a normal year, for the past five years, I have had to find ways to juggle motherhood and my writing career on a daily basis. Does it get harder when all the kids are home? Well, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. 
and I'll talk about why that is in just a minute. Obviously, for the sake of this episode, I'm going to be talking about juggling kids when you have them at home, but some of you don't anymore, so let's face it. Kids can be just as needy when they move out and even when they have a family of their own. So my recommendation for you is this. If that's the case for you, remember, it is up to you to set and enforce your own boundaries. Your writing time is important, and unless you value it, no one else will. All right, here are my 11 tips for juggling kids and your writing career. Now, whether you're a mom or a dad, having a family is a huge part of your identity. We all want our kids to grow up and feel loved and have the opportunities that will help them grow and develop into the amazing adults we envision them becoming. But we also need to remember that part of that is modeling the kind of work ethic we want to see coming from them and show them that it's okay as adults to reach for your dreams and continually strive for new things, even when you do have kids. Now, I know so many parents who will practically put themselves and their entire lives on hold just because they have had their family or when their kids come calling later on, actually. Maybe that's the practical Virgo nature in me, but that's never sat well. Our lives are meant to be lived no matter what stage of life we're in. Now, don't get me wrong. If putting your focus on your kids is important to you, that's your prerogative. But if you're doing it because you think you have to and not because you want to, we need to have a chat. Yes, there are times when you need to pull back on your writing a bit, like having a new baby in the house, for example. That's certainly one of those times. Not only so you can bond with the little bubba, but if you're a mom, you need to heal. Your brain has a bazillion chemicals flushing all around, and maybe your brain just doesn't want to cooperate in the way that you normally would. However, as your kids do get older, say a year old and up, there are ways to help them entertain themselves for bouts of time so that you can get back into your writing routine and get your writing on track. So let's talk about those. Number one is set expectations early. Obviously, this goes for kids that understand expectations. So it goes for them, but it also goes for you. So what does this mean? Basically, it's to get your routines in place. Experiment on what times of the day work best for you, meaning what is your optimal productivity time, and then help everyone else work around you. If your kids are old enough to understand, let them know what time of the day you're going to be writing and what you expect them to do while you are. Remind yourself too that that quiet time shouldn't be wasted. Stay off of Facebook or whatever the heck else you might be tending to surf on and keep yourself on task with your writing. So for example, my kids right now know that mornings are very busy for me. I'm a lark, so my best and biggest productivity times are shortly after I wake up. While I do get the five-year-old his breakfast and his juice and all of those good fun things, the older kids all handle their own breakfast, their chores, and for the most part, find something to do in the morning hours. Now that can range anywhere from talking and playing with each other, to reading a book, talking to a friend on a phone, playing games. Now when I have podcast days like today, or times when I do Facebook Live events, that sort of thing, I will give the kids warning in advance so that they can work out who's going to be, number one, helping with that five-year-old which essentially means distracting him outside or in his bedroom until the recording is done. And so that they know they themselves have to be a little bit more quiet because sometimes, like I said, they're on the phone talking with friends. 
Now, I love that little five-year-old to death, but I will mention he is just not capable of being quiet. So it's very important to give him that fair warning so that he knows during those times he needs to be just a little bit quieter and that someone else is going to be there with him. Number two, be prepared for distractions throughout your day. (laughs) Younger kids especially love to interact, whether it be with their parents, their siblings, or anyone else for that matter. The younger the kid, the more distractions you'll likely have throughout your day. Now, when my kids were younger, they required a lot more daily input and interaction. It's obvious, I know. But just because they get older, it doesn't mean their distractions actually go away. Kids still get bored, they still want to chat, or sometimes they need help. As long as you're prepared for the fact that kids will still come to you and likely interrupt your flow at times, you'll be able to train your brain to accept it and move on from it faster. Number three, create writing zones and I'm working cues. When working from home, whether it's writing full time or because your day job is making you stay home, like with this pandemic, you need to train yourself and your kids on some ground rules. Everyone does better with visual cues. So whenever possible, set yourself up with a home office. Yes, even if you're just writing, and I do say just writing with total air quotes. I use this term pretty loosely, though, when it comes to having that home office, because when my kids were younger, we're talking pretty little, my home office consisted of a side of the couch that I claimed as my own. That was it. I had a TV stand where my laptop rested, and everyone, including the toddler, knew not to touch it. Now, if I had my laptop in my lap, it meant I was working. So approach me with respect. Ask me nicely tap me on the foot or the leg, and then wait for me to respond. Now, the reason I did this was because I had those small kids. My toddler was playing in our living room. We had blocks, a little kitchenette, puzzles, books, whatever. So while he entertained himself, I wrote. But I also kept an eye on him and interacted with him the whole time. It was a little harder to write. Yes, absolutely. But was it impossible? No, it really wasn't. I learned what times worked out best for both of us to focus on what we were doing. So nowadays, though, I do have an office, an actual space, and it's complete with microphones, lights, cameras, and of course, plenty of writing action too. But instead of my laptop being in my lap as a cue, if they see my eyes on the computer screen, because I'm facing where they would be coming into the office, and my fingertips are flying across the keyboard, They know they have to wait a moment until I look up at them and acknowledge that they exist, okay? (laughs) All right, number four, baby slings for new parents. If you are a brand new mom or dad who has a little baby in tow, one tip that I have that worked really well for us was actually having a baby sling. Putting down an adorable sleeping baby is so hard. They're snuggly and cute. And the last thing you want to do is wake them up. But I learned pretty quickly and pretty early on that a baby sling was the best of both worlds, especially when they were really little. I could keep my little dude close to me while I was getting in some writing time as he slept. It was a total win-win in my book. However, I will mention that those darlings do get bigger and they get heavier and harder to type around. It's also important to set them down and let them get nap time routines set in place. 
Plus, as they get bigger and their naps kind of decrease in frequency but get bigger in length, it's actually better for them to sleep on their own with a little less movement from you and all the extra noises. So while it might be hard to sit them down in the beginning, you'll be happy to get them into a routine where they're okay separating. Then you can have some quality time writing when they're down for the count. Now, unless, of course, you need to get some extra Z's in too, because that totally happens. I get it. Number five, have your older kids help. I am lucky to have older kids in the house now. So if you're like me and have older siblings who can play and distract your younger ones, lean on them. When they're 12 and younger, for the most part, those older siblings will welcome the distraction themselves. They tend to feel like they're doing something very important by playing with or helping mom and dad with the younger ones. Granted, as they get older, they look at this a little less favorably and more likely to get a little whiny about it and asking why they have to be the one to do it. But if you can get everyone to push past all of that, there's still a big help in the long run. In our house, if either my husband or I am working, we have three older kids who all take turns with the youngest one in 15-minute increments. 15 minutes is kind of a nice bite-sized time frame that even the older teens can contend with without pitching a complete fit. And truth be told, once they all start playing and getting into each other, it usually goes on longer than that anyway. We also have the older ones take turns helping to make lunches, suppers, and even snacks throughout the day. But really, the important thing is to give them that time frame so that they know how long they have to actually do it. We even have our Alexa Dot do the work for us, where we have them ask her to set a timer for 15 minutes. And then when the timer goes off, both kids, including the five-year-old, know it's time to end. And they have the choice at that point whether or not they continue or if they go their separate ways. All right, so number six, set them up with some tasks. When you have kids at home who are all a bit younger and you don't have those older siblings to be able to help out like I do, it's up to you to lay the routine down. Giving kids tasks to accomplish or blocks of times where they're doing something specific actually keeps them more engaged and keeps them focused. And in the long run, it helps you because you're able to get more focused as well and keep your writing schedule in place. So think of it kind of like preschool in essence. So you set up a time frame, for example, 8 to 9 a.m. is breakfast and free time play. 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. is reading a book or puzzle time quietly. 10 to 11 could be playing in the yard, etc. Whatever it is that works best for your family and your kids, the idea is to create blocks of time that are consistent so that the kids get used to their routine and you can work around how to best write in those blocks of time yourself. Number seven, take breaks. <laughs> when you work from home, it can be hard to take breaks, but they're super important, not just for you, but your kids too. Remember what we said in last week's episode about breaks. And if you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. It's episode 39, How Do We Avoid Rapid Release Burnout? And you're going to find some great tips in there. But in this instance, though, it's all about the kids. They need your time too. So take breaks throughout the day, specifically to play with your kids, see what they're working on, or if they're playing a game, watch them for a little bit. Go for walks together, eat together, whatever. Even spending those 15 minutes of your day helps them feel more connected to you 
And if you do it a couple of times a day, you'll feel even more connected. And I do say that from experience because there are times when I get so driven on what I'm doing that if I forget to check in with them, I get almost irritated with myself at the end of the day for not having spent more time focusing on what it is that they're doing and kind of reconnecting with them. So just like I said last week, where I'm deliberately forcing myself to take breaks and vacation time, I am also making spending more time with my kids on a daily basis a priority, even if it's just 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there. Number eight, it's okay for them to be bored. Now, on the other hand, remember, kids do not need to be entertained by you all day long. They do need time to find their own thing. Sometimes this means giving them the space to be bored. And I can tell you, it's super important that that happen. I don't know how many times when I was a kid and I thought I was bored, I would then go out and find a good book to read or a new friend down the block to play with, or I end up creating something really cool. The imagination is stoked in the fires of boredom. So let them smolder in it a bit before you come to their rescue. Trust me, it's worth seeing them squirm just a little bit to see what they're capable of and see how they're able to come up with their own ways to keep themselves occupied. Number nine, noise canceling headphones. This is one of my favorites, (laughs) at least lately. (laughs) As your kids get older and when they know better than interrupting you every two seconds, it might be time to invest in a pair of noise canceling headphones. And not just because of the fact that it's a little quieter and you can relax and know that they're not going to, you know, hurt themselves. So obviously, you don't want to do this if you have just a bunch of toddlers running around with no adult supervision. But if they're seven and up and or if there's another adult there that can be watching, they are a saving grace, especially if you have teens. Oh, teens, they can be one of the most annoying creatures on the planet. It's like having the most annoying coworker you've ever dealt with times a hundred. Trust me, I have one son who loves talking to his girlfriend all day long at max volume on his phone. No headphones, no joke. After about five minutes of listening to her shuffling her phone across her bed or God knows what else she's shuffling it across, I am ready to stab my ears out. I kid you not. Thankfully, though, I have headphones and I know how to use them. I turn on my playlist for whatever project I'm working on, and I tune out the rest of the world, including that sun. (laughs) It's a godsend. Plus, I'm pretty sure these headphones extend the lives of those teenagers and other children like that all over the world. Number 10, leave the building. Now, when all else fails and you have the opportunity go ahead and leave the house. Sometimes that change of pace is actually what you need anyway, just for creativity and getting something new to look at. But grab your laptop and go somewhere else to work. The coffee shop, assuming that they're open, the park, your own backyard, your own backyard, whatever the case might be. Sometimes you just need distance between you and the kids. And trust me, I get it. There are days where I swear if they say mom one more time, I am going to change my name to a swear word simply because it's something that they are not allowed to say. (laughs) Tip number 11. 
give them over to grandma or grandpa. If you don't have another adult or teen in the house who you trust to watch your kids while you write, and you still need to get away from the house and the noise, it's time to lean on grandma and grandpa. I mean, let's face it, most of the time, they want to see those kids anyway, am I right? Maybe even schedule a specific day each week where the kids have to go over there and it's locked in on the calendar. Then at least you know you always have a few blissful hours alone to write. When my kids were younger and running around, it was like heaven on earth being able to go, okay, Wednesday, I am bringing these kids to grandma's house. Thank goodness. If grandma and grandpa aren't nearby though, and you have friends or family members who would be willing to do it, ask them. Now look, as much as we love our kids, we are much better parents when we can get a little bit of time away from them to focus on what we want as well. Having big dreams like writing and publishing and rapid releasing books, it doesn't have to be put on hold until your kids are on their own or much, much older. But it does take a little bit of juggling, adjusting and readjusting through the different stages. If there's one thing I've learned in the past six years of working exclusively from home with kids in the house, it's that it's an ever-evolving process. What worked last week might not work this week. What worked last year definitely won't work this year. Be open to tweaking and adjusting your game plan, but don't give up on your goals or your dreams to write. Make the time and make it happen. Your kids will thank you. Now let's take this discussion online. Hop over to the Author Revolution Facebook group and let me know how you manage your writing schedule when your kids are at home. Do you struggle with it? Or do you have even more tips that I didn't cover here? I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to download the transcript from today's episode or find the link to episode 39, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 40. Everything's there waiting for you. A final reminder. This podcast episode was sponsored by the Windhaven Witches. The Windhaven Witches is a rapid release series that will be coming at you starting in September. If you're a fan of supernatural mysteries and mythologies, this is definitely the series for you. Secret Legacy, book one is only 99 cents wherever books are sold. Ebook form, of course. In addition, 50% of the royalties from that book are being donated to the American Cancer Society in 2020. Head over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Apple iBooks and pre-order your copy today. All right, my writerly friend, that's it for today. Until next time, go forth and start your author revolution. <laughs>